Hi, welcome to the Nick Arsenal podcast. Today I will be talking about my favorite album from my three favorite artists. Um, my music taste is pretty broad. I do like all genres of music. There isn't much music I don't like. And it's everything from classical to jazz to hard rock, oldies, um, to e even uh, hip hop and dance, um, and all the way to like the most extreme heavy metal that you can possibly imagine. So it's very broad. I just listen to everything. Um, to be honest, though, my preference leans towards things that I listened to when I was younger. So there's not a lot of new music that I'm into. There's some, uh, but I'm more likely to be into newer records from older artists that I used to listen to when I was in high school or in college. Um, that's common, you know, with people that you get a taste of music at a certain point in your life and you kind of stick to it. Um, so that being said, I want to say what my, who my three favorite artists are, and then I'll tell you which album of theirs is my favorite. So my number one favorite artist is uh, Duncan Sheik. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's most well known for the song Barely Breathing. Cause I am barely breathing. And I can't find the air um, that came out uh, oof, in the early 90s, I think, or maybe even yeah, 90 or so. Um, and uh, he's he is even now still releasing new records. Uh, I think his most recent record is Legitimen. Um, But uh, he's had a very prolific career for a whole with a whole mess of records that he's released. Um, and then also, um, my other two favorite artists, the second one is the Deftones. So, uh, of the new metal era, uh, you know, back in high school, I was listening to a lot of like, uh, Korn, Limp Bizkit, and I got into the Deftones and I may not have listened to them as much then as I did, you know, later on because, uh, they released a lot of records over time that have been very good and I've gotten into their music. It's a very dynamic band that's evolved over time and, and their, their musicianship has improved and their, and their maturity of their music writing has improved. And I really enjoy that band. And then my third favorite is a band that isn't from my generation. It's an older group um, that I got into. I really thought that the cover art was fascinating for one of the records that, uh, my dad had for a band called Jethro Tull. And um, everybody knows who Jethro Tull is. Um, but I want to talk about my favorite album of theirs because it isn't, uh, it may not be one that you know of uh, if you're, unless you're a Jethro Tull fan. So let's talk about Duncan Sheik first. So Duncan Sheik had the, his uh, self-titled record uh, that came out first with uh, Barely Breathing and also had uh, She Runs Away. Um, I listened to that record a lot in high school. It's a good record to listen to if you're sad, you know, an emotional teenager, a lot of um, really 
moving songs. Uh, one of the things I like about uh, the, those early records, uh, that one and the one that came out after it, is he they use uh, or orchestra. Uh, you know, he has a string uh, quartet or group that does, um, you know, adds strings to his acoustic and singer-songwriter music. So it makes the record very, very compelling and dynamic. Um, so that was his first record. After that, he released a record called uh, Humming, which is a good record. I really enjoy that record. Uh, the opening track is good. Um, my favorite track off that record is a song called Varying Degrees of Con Artistry, but it's got a body goes down and it's a very good record. Um, so I believe the next record he released is the one that I have here is my favorite one. It's called Daylight. Um, and what I like about Daylight is that it is uh, probably his most uplifting record. It's got a very good tone to it. Um, some interesting music, uh, throughout, um, and, uh, it's really well produced. The songwriting is, is top notch. Um, some other notable mentions for records that he's, uh, released, uh, um, in college, uh, I was listening to a lot to a record called, um, White Limousine. Well, White Limousine is a good record, but it's sad. It's a sad record. I have to admit it. And it's a political. I would say it's probably the closest political record that he's released. Um, that was during the war, uh, you know, 9-11, the war. And that, that that's when that record came out. And it was kind of fitting at the time. It kind of reflected the emotions that were, a lot of us were feeling at that time. Um, and then also one of my favorite records of uh, his is when he worked, the first time he worked with Steven Sater. And um, the album is... Uh, Oh, shoot. The Wilderness? Um, no, what is it called? Uh, huh, I'll come to me. Anyway, so uh, another notable mention, too, is he continued working with Steven Sater, and he released the musical, um, uh, which I believe is a Tony Award-winning musical, um, Spring Awakening. And uh, that... Um, I've never seen that musical and I don't really know the full story, but I do like the soundtrack. I mean, one of my favorite songs of all time is um, the song of Purple Summer, which is from that record and well, from that musical. And uh, if uh, you, you do show choir or if you're in choir, you may be aware of that song because it is, uh, was, has been uh, making the rounds of being a, a common song to be sung in a choir or show choir. So anyway, back to uh, Daylight. Um, the whole album is great. Uh, it opens with the song Genius, which is a song about, uh, you know, I'm a genius, uh, but, you know, clearly I'm a genius, but, I, you know, I made this big mistake and it's a song you can relate to. And it moves into Half Life, which is a great, sad, but beautiful love song. Um, and Start Again. So that's, that song brings you on a journey. Um, on Her Mind is a great song. Uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, Such Reveries, which is almost like a uh, lesson in what the word reveries means, because it's a song about this beautiful story They he um well like 
he's riding the ponies in Mexico. You know, you, you the moonlight leaves through the palm tree groves. Oh, wouldn't you know, we're in Mexico. And then the bridge of the song is like, don't listen to me. It's my imagination. So he's telling, like, basically breaking down the fact that the whole song is all just his stories he made up of this, uh, you know, spending time with the, the, you know, the his loved one and these things that never happened, but he just imagined it and how beautiful these things could be. And it's a, it's a, an awesome song. It's my favorite, I think, off the record. Uh, the single is the song that comes after that on a high. I'm on a high, on a high. Upbeat, happy, a uh, great song. I love that song. Um, uh, the track after that, Magazines. Um, that one, it, I like that song, but it's got a, definitely an interesting um, uh, uh, story to it. It's about, um, you know, his ex or someone that is posing in one of those magazines. And then it's about that. It, um, yeah, good song, but it's a little weird. Uh, that one I'm not sure about as much as the rest. Um, then after that is uh, For You, um, which I, I think is one of my favorite songs of his of all. And it's a simple song, simple acoustic, simple lyrics. Uh, and it's short. It's a short song, but it's a really pretty song. I, I think For You. If you want to check out any songs that that record, I would start with For You and Such Reveries. Um, Good morning is a great song. It's interesting. It's I woke to find the devil by my bed is how it starts. And it's about the devil's conversation with him. Uh, and it uh, kind of catches you off guard because uh, uh, it being his third record, it's the first time and maybe the one of the only times he swears as he drops the F-bomb in the bridge. Whoa. You know, that's not like him in his style, but um it fits in that particular song. Um, and that's a, it's a good and interesting song, but not for kids. Right. Um, and then, uh, Memento and then shine inside. That is a great way to end the record too. So just overall, a really good record. Um, and there's a secret song too. Uh, um, I forget what it's called, but there is a, if you let the last track play, there's one more track. And that is also a good uh, closer to the record too. So Daylight by Duncan Sheik, definitely my favorite record by that artist. And I've listened to every record that um, he's released. Um, Phantom Moon, that's the name of that record uh, that I was trying to think of earlier by uh, with where he first worked with Steven Sater. Um, the, that record I like because it, he deliberately made it so there was no uh, electronic instruments. He works with, uh, you know, a double bass and and strings and piano, and doesn't have any like um, synthesized parts or or, or um, sequenced uh, percussion or anything like that. Um, but it's a really sad record. I, I listened to that one in college, and um, it's good, but it's sad. Uh, you know, good good to listen to if you're feeling sad. Good, well, it was a good record. So definitely I like his work with Steven Sater. Uh, Steven Sater is the poet and he writes the lyrics uh, and uh, 
it was good. It was a good exercise for Duncan Sheik to apply his music writing skill to somebody else's lyrics, and it, it makes it interesting because he seems Seder does say things in a different way than I think Duncan Sheik would if he were to write his own poetry. All right, so let's get into the Deftones. So I've been into the Deftones. I'm still into the Deftones. They're great. Um, their most recent their most recent record, Ohms, is great. Um, off that record, I particularly like, uh, oh, geez. You know, the funny thing about the Deftones, I don't know why any of the songs are titled because they uh, have nothing to do with the songs. And the other thing I like about the Deftones is that they don't ever really know what the songs mean. You know, they don't have like clear uh, meaning as far as what the lyrics are trying to convey. That's the, a lot of emotion and things you can infer, but they, they kind of make, you can make them your own as far as like what the songs mean. Um, a lot of people complain about this, the singing style of uh, Chino, which is he's flat a lot, and, but deliberately like kind of a whiny flat sound to his singing, but um, definitely from the first record to the, you know, from Adrenaline to uh, My Own Summer to then uh, the self-titled and all the records that have come out since, his singing uh, ability has improved and he he's definitely has a wide range of, of uh, ability as far as like singing and doing this screaming. Um, which sometimes can be weird, uh, you know, over the years is some of the tracks are a little funky. Um, definitely. I loved white pony that came out in college. Um, uh, and RX queen is probably my favorite track off that record. Although I do like uh, digital bath and that's a good record. So, but onto my favorite record by the Deftones. I think of all the records that they've released, my favorite is a record called Koi no Yokin. Um, and uh, it's my favorite for a few reasons. Uh, one, it's probably the best produced record of all, of their whole um, catalog. Uh, this, the, the mixing and the uh, mastering of it is top notch. It's the best, I think, as far as the tone and sound. Um, but also to the music writing, it's a really good record from beginning to end. Um, it comes in hard with the song, um, Swerve City. Um, uh, and, um, I don't know. I don't have to go over every track like I did with the first record, uh, that I was talking about with Duncan Sheik, but just touch on some of my favorites. Poltergeist is in a weird time signature, but, uh, it's hard. It hits hard in the verse. Do, 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 um, it comes in with like a really percussive uh, rhythm that kicks in with the uh, guitar and bass. And then it's got the chorus, do, 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 that is just really strong. It hits really hard and it's a really, it really gets you going. It's a really good track. Uh, so Poltergeist is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it has a really nice softer sounding song with uh, graphic nature. Uh, I really like that song. It's a good, a good, uh, brings a, you know, a, a dynamic, you know, makes the record dynamic. It goes up and down and that's a good calming song that brings you into one of their best songs, I think of all, which is a song called Tempest. And I wouldn't say Tempest is hundred percent perfect, 
but uh, it is definitely very compelling, especially how the song starts. It is, um, it, it, um, it really starts really low and the lyrics come in um, soft and, and then it builds up, you know, in a way that uh, I think is unique of all the songs they've written. It is one that kind of stands out as being a song that doesn't fit in with the rest of the songs they've written, but it also uniquely um, compelling that um, it's one of my favorites. So Tempest. And then uh, it comes out of that with Gauze and Rosemary, our great song. And then it is a nice bridge that goes into the song called Goon Squad. And that and that's like old school Deftones. That kind of, it, it starts off soft in the intro, which isn't like old school Deftones, but then it, it hits do, 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 do with a really repetitive but um, energizing uh, melody and rhythm that really gets you going. So uh, that's one of my favorite tracks too. Um, the last track, What Happened to You, seems a little out of place. It's uh, it's really light, but it, rhythmic. And it's a song that you, you'll be like, Ugh, you know, I don't know if that song fits. I'm not sure about it. But then you find yourself uh, humming the, um, the bass line. <laughs> you, so, um, you know, it's a song that you might end up finding is catchy, but it, it, it isn't as strong as the rest of the record, but it's a good song. So, yeah, Koi no Yoken. And uh, I'm not the only one who feels this way. A lot of Deftones fans uh, agree that that is one of their best. So, uh, yeah, Deftones, Koi no Yoken. So then finally, Jethro Tull. Now, unlike the Deftones and unlike Duncan Sheik, I have not listened to every single Jethro Tull album uh, from front to back. So I, I have a different perspective as far as like comparing it to other records that they have. I, I know I, I haven't listened to Stormwatch or Songs from the Wood or, or um, Crest of the Nave, you know, maybe parts of them and there's certain songs I like. You know, um, my knowledge of their of their music is more like from their um, anniversary box set that I listened to that had you know the or in their greatest hits and and uh, playlists like that. So I know quite a bit of their music, but I many there's a lot of songs I don't even know what records they're from. You know, so it, it's my knowledge of Jethro Tull in general is different in that way that I haven't like spent serious time listening to every record. Um, obviously I, um, I love the, the album Aqualong and that album I've listened to quite a bit from front to back and that's a great album. And, um, the, uh, the thick as a brick, it, you know, it's really just one song. So, but I, I listened to that, that, uh, album of a bunch of times as well. Uh, I've been listening to them lately as well because uh, they have a new record that came out, I think, this year, uh, Rock Fluta, which is um, based on Nordic uh, mythology, and it's really cool, uh, but it's definitely like more like older Jethro Tull in that um, my wife's like, what are you listening to? It like, sounds like magical music. I was like, well, okay, a lot of the record does kind of sound like that. But if you're a Jethro Tull fan, that's, you, you appreciate that. You don't really dislike it. Um, 
But as far as their favorite record, uh, it's a record that came out in 95. Um, and I think it's a really well-produced record. It's called um, Roots to Branches. And it doesn't really feel like older Jethro Tull, but in a way it is, it is Jethro Tull though in its sound. Um, it has a lot of like uh, Middle Eastern influence to the record, which I think is what I, I find appealing about it. Um, you know, those um, minor, the minor scales and stuff and the, the flute work of the record make it unique. So, uh, you know, the title track, Roots to Branches, is the opening track, uh, which has a cool uh, meaning to it. It's like the idea of like, you know, of like uh, the messages that are the roots are now are changed over time and they become the branches of the, you know, like this, this scriptures and so forth and the writings of of the previous generations how they change by each person creating a new meaning you know or adapting it to their their own personal yeah. um, feelings um but uh yeah the whole record is is full of some great tracks i mean there's nothing on that record i would say is a bad track uh, rare and precious chain is is cool um out of the noise has a weird chorus, but it, you know, it'll grow on you. It's great. Um, this free will is a cool song. Uh, Valley, it starts off really low. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, uh, all the happy people down the, that live in the valley, um, but they hate those people down the valley. It's got the like the dark side of like the you know the this group of people that are so happy living in 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 harmony with nature. But they, how are they really in harmony if they feel, you know, have this uh, hatred of this other group of people living, you know, nearby. So a good song. Dangerous Veils, I think is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Uh, it is an uh, interesting song. Um, uh, Beside Myself is great. Wounded, Old and Treacherous is another song that has a weird uh, chorus, but it's a a really cool song and then uh, a couple the last tracks that last forever is uh you know it's a really pretty song and stuck in the august rain is uh, another really pretty song that so kind of tapers off to some really nice tracks at the end and then the last track another harry's bar um grew on me over time so I would think at the time that I first listened to that record, I kind of felt like, and I still kind of feel like that that song doesn't really fit with the rest of the record. It kind of seems like it doesn't fit with the theme of the rest of the record, but you know, who's to say there is a theme, you know? Um, but over time, that song has become my one of my favorite songs off that record. Uh, it's got a, you know, it tells a story about, uh, the bar uh, like a bar owner who's passed on and, and the guy is there with his dog and they're talking about harry the the bar owner and you know and the in talking about the olden times when he was there and making drinks and talking to guests and paint you know and the, ian anderson uh has a great way of of using just a few words to really paint a picture and uh you know you but you know listening to that song you can see yourself sitting there at that bar and 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 imagining this you know like 
closing your eyes and like picturing the all the patrons in the in the bar and opening your eyes and seeing it's just all quiet and empty and like you know it really is a good story and a good song and a good way to end the record too um so uh yeah that's uh my favorite uh jothro tell record so um yeah my three favorite artists duncan chic the deftones and jothro tell and my favorite records by them daylight by duncan chic Koi no Yoken by Deftones and uh, Roots to Branches by Jethro Tull. And the reason why I wanted to share this is because either you're a fan of these artists and you might think it's interesting to hear about these records and in my opinion and point of view. But also too, if you haven't heard them, you know, give them a try or listen to a track or two, see what you think. Um, I would say that all three of these artists are kind of an acquired taste. Definitely nothing that jumps out at you that like you may grab onto right away. I mean, uh, Deftones for especially is like you either love them or hate them, and kind of like whiskey, the whiskey of the new metal, you know. Um, but uh, I think that they that their sound has evolved over time, and they've even they've just gotten better and better. But um, definitely the their pinnacle, I think, is this record. Um, uh, Duck and Sheik, you know, most people haven't really heard of any of him since, uh, you know, Barely Breathing, but uh, he's still out there continuing to make music, and um, all of his records, I think, are great. Uh, and he's a good, good singer-songwriter if you're into, you know, want something softer, but, um, you know, it, his voice is unique. It uh, definitely, when you hear his his singing you know it's him and of course Jethro Tull and I you know I kind of feel like I'm the only guy who listens to Jethro Tull but there's definitely a lot of people out there who are Jethro Tull fans uh, that uh, they, they have a really big following and, um, and uh, Ian Anderson is still out there making music and still doing his thing um, I uh, Though it is a shame that he's lo losing his voice. Uh, he's definitely in the new album, not singing like he he did in the past. He, he did a, quite a bit of vocal tricks and things with his voice that he can't do now, but he's still an amazing uh, flute player. And, uh, you know, one of the very few bands that you, uh, you're like, oh, you know, I love that flute part. <laughs> you know, there's, what other bands out there have, have flute at all, let alone is, has flute as the lead instrument uh, but that just cr it creates the melodies that really can't catch you you know like every song has got like the the melodic line that you, when you're listening to it you're like ah, nah, 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 nah. you follow that melodic line that, that's what brings you in to um, Jethro Tull's music all right so hey thanks again for listening and uh, uh, see you next time